What is going on? It is your host, Justin Perry, here with another episode of the Shock Quality Bets podcast. Welcome in. Thank you for joining, whether you are here with us on Spotify or watching at home on YouTube. We are, of course, here to talk a little bit about Shock Quality Bets, some of the data that we use to make a couple plays on the games that we have on Tuesday. And of course, if you're hanging around on YouTube, maybe a little Monday night too. I'm joined, of course, by my co-host, Mr. Big Three for Three. Big Three, how you doing today? How you hanging in there? You know, pretty good. Excited for the Baylor-Texas game tonight. There's some other good ones too. I think even Virginia, Syracuse have some potential to be good. So yeah, just, you know, kind of a kind of a slow Monday slate, but some good games to go along with it for sure. Yeah, yeah. Monday is going to be good. We're going to talk a little bit about Tuesday, of course, because uh, that'll be coming out for you guys. This will be coming out for you guys in the morning or late night. I don't know. Whenever it hits your ears, it hits your ears. But we're excited to talk about some of the bets that Shot Quality has, some of the bets that we have, break down a couple of the games on Tuesday that has everyone excited. So uh, let's waste no further time and get right into a few of the big matchups for Tuesday, January 31st. Uh, now, I know Big 3 will go out west in a minute, but I wanted to start a little bit with the Big 12. I think that if you are a college basketball nut like I am, like you are, it's it's pretty clear this is maybe one of the craziest conferences to be watching. The basketball is really good, and every game seems to be up for grabs. We have West Virginia going to TCU uh, to play a little ball, we're expected to see TCU be a four-point favorite in this game. I don't know if you have any takes, but I've I've liked what I've seen out of TCU. Uh, but what's really interesting here for me is I think it gives us a very interesting spot uh, to really dive into the discrepancies between like shot quality and I guess some of the models that give us our lines and allow us to maybe find some value. Yeah, no, I think like one of the things, and honestly, this is a question I've gotten a lot is like TCU is ranked pretty high on, on shot quality. I'm trying to think what is, what do we got them at right now? Fifth. Obviously coming off a loss. They're fifth though. Still. They're fifth. Um, and it's weird because you look at TCU's schedule and our look aheads for them. And it's a lot of really tight games and a lot of losses, honestly. And I think like, People are shocked to see that because this is like a team that shot quality is really high on. Um, but if you look a little deeper into like their schedule, I, th I think that there's some reasons for this. Right. And like, as those of us that watch TCU, as opposed to like, just like the shot quality score, which is obviously entirely quantitative, like the qualitative side of it, like everyone knows that TCU really struggled at the start of the season. And this is a team that they lost one really bad game to Northwestern state, but they were played super tight by, you know, Arkansas Pine Bluff, Lamar. Like, right, right, right. That Arkansas Pine Bluff game was crazy. Exactly. And they were like 30-point favorites in these games and winning right. by like four or five, six points. And so I think like a lot of the stuff, I, I don't know, like ultimately those games other than the Northwestern State one, like aren't counting against them because they are still wins. But um, it's just like one of those things where we don't, love i don't know like the model and like matchup information inside the model doesn't love tcu so like a lot of other sites like your ken palm like hasometrics torvik like all great but they are doing essentially like a rate they're like rating sites right so it's like mm -hmm. okay no matter what the number one team is going to be you know 
three-ish point favorites over the five team, whatever it might be. Right, right, but like, exactly. it doesn't matter who's in the fifth slot. Like that's how they'll be rated based on those numbers. And ours is much more matchup driven. So we're looking at like, you know, our models taking into account, like how one team plays, you know, against teams that finish well at the rim, you know, like right, things right. like that, where it's like a little more like detailed. So it's not just a strict rating system where, you know, no matter what, they're going to be 10 points better than someone else. Like it's, it's going to depend on play types, how they do with those play types, how they defend those play types, things like that. So it's why you can have a team that's ranked fifth in overall shot quality. And we still don't like a lot of these matchups. And, and a big component of it too, is that the conference is so good. Like we have right. a lot of really, really tight games, even on the road for TCU. And it's because every other team they're playing is a tournament team. Right. So I think it's like not necessarily the model hates TCU, but I will say like a lot of people, if you said, Hey, TCU's at home against West Virginia, what do you got it lined at? Um, Hearing evens kind of interesting, huh? Exactly. A lot of people would have it higher than three and a half, just like their minds. Um, mm. And I think TCU, um, I don't know, like us having it at zero, like a pick is a little shocking to some people, but um I don't it's know, like bold take, you know. I mean, again, it, it, I think it has to do with a little bit of how the matchup is actually going to go. And, and we can take a look at TCU hosting West Virginia in our matchup breakdown, which uh, is, you know, uh, we could talk about other things that's going on with this later. But what's still really interesting and, and still quite accurate uh, is that these shot type stats, right? Like, especially how they've done, you know, in terms of like this, like various play styles. Um, and, and TCU, again, they go to the rim a lot, which is why like the shot quality, I guess, ratings, if you will, like the team stats like them a lot, right? Because they get high value shots. Uh, they're really, they, they're a great transition team. As you can see down here, they are the number one uh, frequency transition team in the nation, uh, which of course means they're getting easy looks. And maybe that's why like, you know, maybe we're expecting West Virginia to slow them down and transition a little bit more and limit some of those looks and take away some of those expected points in the model. Uh, yep. So again, there's a lot you can get into, uh, but you know, yep. this is going to be a, this is gonna be a bang them battle down low. Both these teams do go to the basket. It's gonna be enjoyable basketball to watch for sure. Yeah. And obviously like you have, um, some injury concerns with TCU right now too. Right. Like Lampkin. Miles, um, right. Miles is out indefinitely, I think it says, but I, I don't think oh, there's really? any way he plays in this game. Um, Lampkin has been out the last couple and, and possibly out again. So stuff like that to monitor as well. But I think, yeah, like, like Justin said, ultimately it's not a true rating system. And, and I don't think it's a bad idea to say like, Hey, you know, this team's ranked fifth in shot quality. What's West Virginia 25th, something like that. Like, right. Um, and I think like, it's okay to look at that, but it's not. It's not the end all be all. It's not like you can just like sit back and say, okay, like this team is, is rated better than on Ken Palm. It's not always going to work that way. It's yep. definitely something that, you know, you can, you can do along with other methods. And I, yep. I think that's, what's most important. Um, and yeah, There's go ahead. a reason for that, right? Like this is, it's because we have the breakdown at this level, you know, like I think like a lot of these other quantitative sites, um, you don't have as deep of a breakdown or at least like the expected score of these deep breakdowns. And so like mm. for us, if we know like all these different play types and how teams should be performing at those play types and how they should be defending at those play types, like you can get a lot deeper in like the matchup. Like we actually are, quantitatively like able to break down the matchup like you might you know 
on your own. Like if you're watching these teams and you know, you know, TCU gets to the rim well, or this team is really good in transition. Like you're able to make those connections in your head. Well, we're able to make that with the shot quality model because we know how they're performing at all these play types and how they defend all these play types. Like we are able to kind of look at the matchup in and of itself and like model based on how the teams match up, not just like what's their analytical rating essentially. Right, 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 right. Again, because a lot of what makes shot quality so special uh, is that we don't just necessarily rate uh, a shot purely on like, oh, someone took a shot 16 feet from the rim and there, he was like well defended. It, it goes beyond that, right? It understands the play type. It understands the shot type. Uh, like, and those are different, right? So like play type, uh, shot type being like, is it a catch and shoot? Play type being like, okay, is it like, you know, I guess coming off of maybe a certain type of ball screen or something? I don't necessarily... Yeah, yeah. But like, you know, some players obviously perform well in certain scenarios and shot quality, even though these differences might not be huge, right? Like if player A for, I mean, you know, argument's sake, of course, but uh, is like really good at like the catch and shoot off the screen and roll action kick out. It's like that needs to be accounted for a little bit more when truly evaluating if an offense is getting its best looks uh, and then trying to understand, okay, like, does this defense actually defend them well? Like, these are, it's like matchup based analytics that yep. understand player tendencies as well as like performance in individual shot types. So it's not just like, like a lot of what you'll see on like, and again, I love the, the Haslam's and the Torvix. Like, they are what have kind of gotten me here and they're really important tools to pair with this stuff. But like, a lot of them have versus average opponent. Right. And and yep. shot quality doesn't have that. We don't do average opponent there. Everything is literally individualized as far down as it can go. We have player data on everyone. Um, and that's all cooked into every projection, every stat you see for at a team level. Uh, and, and that's that's what gives it, you know, an edge. And it, look, is it perfect? No, it's it's basketball. Um, but it's it's another way to look at it and really get a sense of like, OK, uh, this is what's actually going on on a on a basketball level. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. let's move on to a different another game. Let's talk a little bit about a big battle out west. Uh, big three is literally like our on the floor out west correspondent here. Uh, really quick, big three. Let's talk a little bit about this huge San Diego State Nevada game. Yeah, um, this is a spot where the model loves San Diego State, and I. I'm very excited to bet San Diego state. This is one that, um, I mean, two of the better teams in the mountain West, the mountain West is pretty stacked, but this is kind of a tier above for me. I think like the San Diego state, the even New Mexico, like Boise state, um, those teams are kind of just a tier above the rest of these teams. And yes, I understand Nevada, not a super easy place to play, but um, in, in my eyes, it's just, I mean, right now you can get San Diego State with a point. And to wow. me, this is a six, seven point game. And I think shot quality has it modeled that even like an eight point. What is it? Nine? We have, we, yeah, we have 71.7 to 62.4 in favor of San Diego State. And of course, if you're not hanging with us here on YouTube where you can see the projections, we are happy to tell you that it is a massive, massive edge for the model. And I, I mean, I agree. And we talked a little bit about home court advantage too, right? Like, is it... Yeah. I mean, again, it is definitely something here, but we like San Diego State a lot. Yeah, and I think part of the reason we're seeing such an edge, like we've talked about before, is we do downrate some of these non, um, like 
power five team home court advantages at least. And like we said, Nevada, obviously you get a little altitude into play. It's not an easy place to play by all means, but probably still overinflated by a lot of these places. Um, and another thing I'll say that really stood out to me on Nevada was going to the trend finder. If you want to pull that up, Justin, um, Nevada's <laughs> 13 and seven against the spread and shot quality has them at 10 and 11 against the spread. Mm. So kind of thinking about like, like we said, how markets might overreact to teams um, looking at against the spread record of 10 and 11, kind of say that like, look, maybe at, the home. Nevada, look at the home record too, man. That's yeah, crazy. Yeah. And so it's what it's saying to me really is like maybe Nevada analytically, like, shouldn't be getting any sort of bump this year, right? You know, like they're, they've pretty much performed to expectation every game at 10-11. But because of how they've done um, against the spread, like they probably have gotten a pretty good bump, you know? Like this is like one of the better against the yeah. spread records um, in the country, especially for like a bigger, I don't know, I, Mountain West obviously, obviously isn't Power 5, but it's at least like one of the bigger conferences that people really pay attention to. And Nevada was a team that started yeah. the season yeah. analytically ranked – 150th on a lot of places honestly like mm -hmm. that's not mm -hmm. an exact number but those three sites that we've talked about before um they were way lower than this um and i think like due to how they played like they lost in overtime to kansas state right like they have played some really good teams but now they've jumped from 150th to you know a lot of places they're 50th we have them 56 yeah. even and so it's pretty like, high man it's high but to me this is a team that we have seen performing a lot worse than, um, you know, than they actually have. And so mm. I think it's just a team that has probably gotten too generous of a bump um, over the first 20 games of the season. And I think it's just a good spot last 10 games of the season, these conference games, when they play the Boise States, New Mexico's San Diego States of the world um, to fade them. And I will say one thing here is we actually did have, nevada winning the first matchup between these teams even though san diego state actually won um but to me one game sample size in a vacuum that doesn't yeah. really scare me like i said i'm more focused on fading the narrative of this team's getting too much love in the market compared to how they should be performing yeah, yeah. Exactly. I so i love i love the miscellaneous analysis that we have on the site i always go to this and it it's so important right so this is the conference so i've, I've gone to the site I, I've gone to the Nevada team page, which is a, a premium feature. But of course, you know, come hang out with us on the pod. You get all the info. Uh, but so shot selection in conference is 10th in the Mountain West for Nevada. But their shot making is second, right? So they're really high in the ratings for how good their players are at making some of these tougher looks. But the likelihood is that when you continue to take tough shots or not great selected looks for for your conference level right it's going to come back around and bite you and and you can also see on the defensive side that they have allowed the 78th percentile or seventh best looks in terms of shot selection against um and and again they haven't had very good free throw shooting against which is interesting or no they have had good free throw shooting against but like this information helps you kind of understand like what's been happening versus like what you're seeing especially in conference play where you know things are a little different uh you know it's it's kind of the non-con is it's still important but like i'm not sitting there being like oh well this team beat a swack team by this much and this team you know like it's it's really at this point in the season you are taking a look at conference results against other conference teams trying to understand how they're playing against opponents that they're very familiar with um and and so the regression analysis here yeah. always adds another factor uh we I can see a lot 
the the regression analysis too like you realize basically everything is saying that Nevada's outperforming what they should be right the like every the shots that they get that the bail them out too like mid-range exactly. shots like when you're shooting better than expected on mid-range that means that you're very likely like not getting the high quality looks you want and are still hitting shots in the mid-range that could lead to like you know opponent runs if you don't hit them so it's probably yeah. coming um and i don't know it's it's going to definitely be very interesting and and this unfortunately on the team page so if you actually the team page has this weird little error that we're trying to iron out it shouldn't be down the defense arrow is switched but the percentages are right so uh you can see that they're also you know it, it's been a really interesting like their defense has been crazy too right yeah so teams I mean, are shooting 36 percent in the post they're expected to shoot 44 like, yeah, there's just a lot of regression looming. And I, I hate, you know, we can't use the word do it's like a faux pas, but there is evidence that they are outperforming expectations. We like San Diego state for sure. Um, and, and we are also, you know, I think it's going to be really interesting to see if that West Virginia bet gets home, uh, probably like plus three and a half or plus four by the time it closes, uh, against TCU. So, those are the plays of the pod. Uh, we're going to bring in our guy, Alec Musa, to talk about his favorite pick here. Uh, let me just uh, clean up this broadcast stream here. Mr. Musa, it is always great to have you on the show. Welcome in. Excited to see you. How you doing? What game are we talking about? What's up, guys? Um so you want me to start with Texas Baylor, which is kind of a big let's, deal for us tonight? Yeah, I mean, you know, I want to. We'll definitely get to that, but let's go with Tuesday's game, and then we'll cut the pod. Let the people listening at home know that they should be hanging here with us on YouTube, uh, so that they can get the picks for Monday night if they want them, because we do do them after we finish talking Tuesday. But let's let's talk Tuesday first. Let's. Uh, what 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 do you eye and what what's the model got? What's a good one for Tuesday? All right, stop. I perused the model, right? I was looking at the Tuesday games, and a game that caught my eye was the Akron Zips, who pretty much at this point is, like, featured on this show every other every, every other episode, it feels like at this point. I know Big Three loved them a couple times, and I don't blame them. They're a good team, and they're on the road at Buffalo. They're projected to win by almost six points on the road, 74 to 68, and right now the line is at one favoring Akron. So we do have value there. The the value finder does say play the zips. And I agree with it just in the sense that Buffalo, ever since Nate Oates left, right? And before him, Bobby Hurley, they're kind of on a downturn record-wise. They haven't kind of found that, you know, they, they haven't dominated the Mac like they did when Nate Oates was there before he jumped off for Alabama. And then on the other side, you have an Akron team that has one of the best forwards in the MAC, Enrique Freeman, in a really good guard in Xavier Castaneda. Castaneda's from South Florida, was all MAC tournament last year, probably going to be all MAC this year. Enrique Freeman was all MAC uh, last year, and it's going to be all MAC again this year. So that's two really, really solid players for Akron. And then on the other side, Buffalo's leading scorer averaged 2.5 points per game last year. And he's not the only one that kind of has a huge uptick in minutes of production. Seems like Buffalo's whole roster had a complete turnover. And even looking at, I have that up as well, the the, the matchup breakdown for Buffalo and Akron, you see things like Buffalo in the bottom left, they want to get out and run in transition. 
Yet the best team in SQPPP in defending transition just happens to be the Akron Zips. Mm. So that's something I saw that kind of was eye-popping to me. And the fact that the Zips are seventh in shot selection. They're in the second percentile. Yet Buffalo is in the 38th percentile shot selection. So that's my game for Tuesday. I love it. I love it. And I think, you know, Buffalo has had some good results, right? They have had a few good games. They covered against Kent State. Uh, they made that one close in the final minutes. Uh, and, right, they, like, they played a good game. They've had a couple wins. I mean, this is, this is a lot of yellow, I got to say. I don't know, big three, if you're a big uh, mid-American guy, but any any thoughts on, on the Zips here playing Buffalo on the road? Yeah, I I completely agree. This is kind of a spot. Honestly, it's not a conference that I follow super, super closely, and it's kind of just one where I trust our numbers on it. But, yeah, I mm. think, like, kind of goes back to the – we like away teams typically, right? And especially, like, playing yeah. at, at Buffalo here, like, not super concerned about – home court advantage but i i also really like this akron team they've had a couple like injury things earlier in the season too and so i think the fact that we still have them rated so much higher um in a lot of areas including just overall adjusted sq is probably a good sign now as they um as they start to kind of get really healthy here and so i think yeah yeah, i'm i'm in complete agreement with akron here and i'm guessing that this one is not minus one um by game time tomorrow probably move akron's way yeah, I would imagine it does. Um, and look, I think this is a really interesting one. Akron, I feel like the Zips get like a little bit of like an offensive uh, like lean in the market, but their defense has uh, has been what it's about. I mean, look at this shot selection against, right? Yeah. And that's that's huge. Literally second percentile in all of D1, seventh in the nation in limiting opponents to basically taking worse looks. And, and Buffalo's going to fall right into that trap, right? And And... This is a really interesting one. So like shot making against is such like a, I guess, like a hard to quantify stat. And and so and, and literally so much so that people have asked me, like, what does it mean? Like defensive shot making? Like, like, is that just and, and so I went and I asked, I made sure that I went and I talked to the data team to really understand what it's quantifying. And what it really means is that the opponents have shot really well against them. I mean, it kind of makes sense, but they are hitting more shots than they are expected to against the zips so you see this whole big thing of green here and then boom everyone's still making shots so it like almost shock quality saying hey these guys are playing better than what their defensive numbers might look like in efficiency because guys are just hitting shots and so i think what you would expect then if you went to the shot quality scores for akron you would expect that the resulting point totals would all be higher than what we expected them. So 77 against Ohio expected 67, 68 for, against them for Miami, Ohio, 60, right? And it's most of these, and a couple of them are higher here, but most of them are like 10 points difference here, low scores anyway, 50, 60 points. Uh, but the defense has been really up for Akron. So I like this. Buffalo is an athletic team. And if if Akron can contest with them and run with them and stop that transition, uh, yeah, I like I like the zips. That's a great one, Musa. I, I appreciate you bringing that to the table today. Yeah, and I, I like that you brought up the shot making thing, and I think that's why they've won six in a row because the right. shot making and the shot selection don't match up. But and then like Big Three said, Xavier Castaneda was out for two games. And they didn't mm-hmm. play great without him. And I mean, the six games you go look at their schedule, they haven't really been beaten up on good teams. But Ohio is not a bad MAC team. And they no, beat them up no. pretty good. Yeah, yeah. So, that, that Ohio is like they take that basketball program seriously. Nope. They're always gunning to win the MAC. 
Um, and, and the conference is pretty legit. I mean, they're not like the best conference, but they're definitely not like, you know, a low major. They These programs do care. So, uh, no, I definitely like devaluing the home court a little bit, giving the Zips a little love. Uh, so, no, love it. So there's some three podcast plays for everyone at home listening on a Monday night, Tuesday morning. We are going to be going with West Virginia, taking some points. You're going to need at least three, three and a half, maybe, yeah, maybe even four uh, to really lock in that value. But we definitely are on the West Virginia side there. Going to be taking San Diego State. You can get a point right now at the time of filming uh, we have that game as a seven-point win for San Diego State. And then Musa coming in with the Musa's moment. We'll see if that name sticks. Uh, hitting us with this really great Akron take. I love it. And he's going to stick around for the after hours where we talk about Monday's slate. So everyone listening at home, just a big thanks. If you haven't already, give the show a love, a subscribe, whatever platform you're on. I don't even know anymore, guys. But what I do know is that we will be here on next Monday. We will be off this Thursday. We will be uh, just a little bit unavailable, but more content is definitely coming. We are trying to bring more shows to the table. So be on the lookout for that. And for Shot Quality Bets, I'm your host, Justin, with my co-host, Big Three, Mr. Musa in the moment. And uh, we will see you next time on the Shot Quality Bets podcast. Thank you.